This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Mama Looking for Her Cat is a play about the communication differences and the estranged relationship between a mother and her children. Written by the late Kuo Pao Kun in 1988, the play revolves around the theme of Singapore being a multiracial, multicultural and multilingual society. Two decades later, this poignant piece remains as powerful and as relevant and emotionally hard-hitting as ever. So today on the show, I'm going to find out what's in store from Datuk Dr. Farida American. She's the executive producer of She's also the lead performer in the play. Also joining us, Benjamin Ho, the director of Mama Looking for Her Cat. He also did the. Uh, he also revised the play from Pao Kun's uh, original. He's also the production designer of Mama Looking for Her Cat. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Thank you, Juliet. We are we are fine, right? Yes. Benjamin, we haven't had lunch, but we are fine. Oh, okay. Thank you for sacrificing your lunch break uh, to talk to me. It's so lovely to see you both. Uh, you guys, of course, I know are in between rehearsals at the moment. Thank you for making the time. Uh, in Farida, I just want yes. to say happy birthday because KLPAC, you know, just turned 18 uh, on the 9th of May. Happy birthday to you and everyone on the team. Thank you. Thank you, Juliet. Yes, we have just turned 18. It seems like uh, we're still very, very young. You know, yeah. 18 years old is not very old at all. But boy, we have done so much already at KLPAC, with KLPAC, the good and the not so good and so on and so forth. I mean, we all started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people who were behind the scene at the time when we were starting was, of course, uh, YTL, uh, primarily uh, Tan Sri Francis himself. And then uh, at that time, there was our beloved Prime Minister, uh, Patlah, we mm-hmm. call him, uh, Dato Abdullah Ahmad Badawi, and also his late wife, um, uh, Kaindun. And they were all very kind and they listened to our woes because at that time we lost our theatre in Plaza Putra. I remember, yeah. So that was the beginning. And when we came to this place at Sentul, we thought, my God, this is God set. And we wanted every single building there was in in this place <laughs> uh, that is uh, used to belong to Kereta Pitanam Melayu. But of course... You know, we had to be realistic and we chose the building that had uh, that was pillarless so that the theatre can be built in that particular building. And uh, we had our own designer to help us design the theatre. And we worked with very, very closely with a YTL architect by the name of Baldip Singh. And so everybody kind of felt very happy to be working and designing uh, KLPAC. Yeah. You see, what uh, a person like Baldip was doing for YTL was that he was uh, making sure that we were not uh, being excessive Mm. with our spending Mm -hmm. because it's a very big place. So we did all this with tender, loving care. Yeah. yeah, and it's a beautiful space, I have to say. You know, for anyone who's never been there, they should just make a visit, you know, come watch a play or just, you know, come sit at the cafe, do something, come meet you guys. It is an absolutely beautiful right. space. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and of course, you know, Farida KL Pak has weathered so many storms, isn't it, throughout these last 18 years? Of course, uh, the most recent one was the prolonged closures from the pandemic. You know, it, it impacted so many people in the creative industry, you guys as well. Uh, maybe you want to share a little bit of how it impacted KL Pak. At the time when the pandemic That's came right. about, That's right. and knocked us, uh, knocked on our doors, and made us feel so so unwanted, and uh, we couldn't do theatre for about nearly four hundred days. To be exact, three hundred and seventy-seven days. You know, our publicity people are so smart; they are right on the dot. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we had to close our doors then. But what happened was, I must tell you this little story because Joe and 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 I, we were coming to KLPAC every day, in spite of the fact that it was closed to everybody else because there was no need for them to come. And the reason we came every day was because we have a theater cat. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. His name is Mr. Noisy. And of course, we had to come and make sure that Mr. Noisy was okay, um, had his food and okay, well taken care of, etc. And doesn't miss us so very, very much. But yes, we were, uh, we were out of uh, commission for a longest time. Uh, but now we are coming back to being uh, the way we used to be, but not necessarily exactly the okay. way we were. Okay. Uh, it's still difficult, um, but uh, tickets have started to sell again. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but I must tell you, Juliet, that the losses that we had incurred during the pandemic days amounted to about two million ringgit oh my goodness yeah, may not seem very much to some people to some but uh, it to is us, to us it was a, lo a lot of money but you know what is uh even more uh sad is the fact that our staff because we didn't fire anybody nobody nobody lost their jobs uh on purpose mm -hmm. so what happened to our staff is that we had to have salary cuts and at first, the salary cut was as much as 50%. And of course, they didn't have to come to work every day. They came to work for a few hours in the day. And after that, uh, from from 50%, it went uh, less and less and less and less. And until now, we are still going through some salary cuts. Not everybody, but some people are. Mm -hmm. um, so when you endure this kind of hardship, then you realize how very valuable your staff are to the company yeah. and how much uh, we thank them for their love of working at KLPAC. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just, you know, just so people understand, you know, the kind of, um, you know, the, what it actually takes to run a, a performing arts space like uh, like KLPAC, right? Can you sort of share maybe, I mean, just a little bit of, you know, what is the cost per annum to support all the things that you do? Uh, and, you know, generally, what are your sources of funding and uh, whether that's actually enough for you guys? Our operation, no, not enough. Not enough. Not enough I, I knew all. the answer to that, but I wanted you to say it. <laughs> but our operational costs uh, amount to approximately 4.5 million a year to cover uh, salary, salaries, utilities, administration, 
the contractors to the building so that the building doesn't fall apart and also the technical maintenance and equipment you know mm -hmm. so it comes to about that amount of money and um if you you sh i suppose want to know how do we manage to get this amount of money well we the source of our funding is the rental of the venue and thankfully our theatre managers work very very hard to try and get the place rented out to as many uh, either foreign theatre groups or uh, companies like uh, those who want to shoot a movie or shoot a film or do a major concert or whatever. So the more, the more days we are able to rent out, the better it is for us. Because from the ticket sales of our theatres, of our shows, we can never ever earn enough uh, money for this. But it is such a, what's the word, it is such a joy to see that when the doors are open, People are coming through uh, to the theatre again, uh, smiling faces. And many of them honestly say words like, oh, how we miss this place. Aww. How nice it is to come back again. And it is true. We also we also miss the, the place. And we also miss the sound of people and the chatter of children. You see, the children have started to come back to classes. Mm. Children as young as uh, two years old, they have started to come back to classes from seven in the morning right up to six o'clock in the evening. This is such a such a joy, such a pleasure. And we would never, ever trade it for anything else, honestly. Yeah, it breathes life into the space, isn't it? That is what, you know, the foundation of it, isn't it? What energizes it and yeah. what keeps it going. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it may not be perfect but it is definitely something that we want to live the rest of our lives with mm -hmm. and the loyalty the loyalty that our staff show towards KLPAC also is something that we truly are very very thankful for mm -hmm. yeah. and would you say things are looking a lot brighter now as you guys you know just hit the 18 year mark yes. and yeah brighter brighter we are not out of the problems yet True. at all. Okay. We want to look for more sponsors. Sometimes our sponsors come and go, but that's how the way the cookie crumbles. But we must look for more sponsors in order to survive. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that was my question. I mean, aside from funders, is there any other help or support that, you know, that would... We, that would you know that you guys would need yeah it's you know Juliet um, much has been said about the Malaysian government not truly supporting the arts much has been said but uh, if the truth be known we do get uh, sponsorship from the Malaysian government because there are um, efforts done by the government to try and uh, let the arts survive it is never ever enough but we still write to the Yayasan Hazana, Yayasan Hasana, Motek, and uh, the uh, what's the other one? The arts. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. JKKN. JKKN, yes, JKKN, and 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 so on and so forth. We are we are not uh, we are not 
lavishly getting the sponsorship from monies coming from the government. But at least it is there if you try hard enough to look for it and write your letters and request for funding. God willing, you will get it. Okay. Yeah. All and right. that helps. That really helps. Okay, but you do also have things like patronages and, you know, you do ask uh, for, uh, you know, folks like me, we can become patrons of uh, KLPAC as well, right? That is something yep. that the public yes, can yes, do? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. We sell our, uh, we, we, we have, we, we request for patrons to buy like um, a seat or a chair or something like that for a thousand ringgit and so on and so forth. Uh, um, but... Uh, that is all very small money. Mm-hmm. The big money is money from sponsors, money from sponsorship. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's hope some, you know, uh, you know, as things open up, as people are, uh, you know, business is going back to normal, quote unquote, uh, you know, that more, uh, you know, companies, more companies and more, uh, I guess, you know, corporate yeah. entities come back. And, and there are us. lots of rich people in the country. <laughs> this is true. We've seen that. <laughs> They are. <laughs> but I believe they are. No, yes. they are. They are. Let's hope that they yeah. put their money uh, in something really fruitful and you know wonderful, like uh, supporting the arts. KLPAC. But you know, as part of your 18th birthday celebrations, KLPAC, our KLPSC is staging the late uh, Kuo Pao Kun's mama looking for her cat. Uh, and that's, this is something that is a really wonderful play. It's really exciting. Uh, maybe you know, for anyone who's unfamiliar, could you share what the story is about and uh, you know the themes explored in the play? Those sorts of things. I think the best person to share the story with you is our director, Benjamin Ho. Benjamin. I am not really as familiar with Mama looking for her cat, but Benjamin definitely is because he's been living with that play for the last 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. My God, he's not even 35 years old. (laughs) Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us. Yes, Benjamin. I mean, I was reading you were very impacted by this play, right? And you saw it 35 yes. years ago. Can you share that story with us? Right. Now, basically, Mama Looking for a Cat is a lovely and simple story. That mother went out in a mid- one day looking for a cat. Mm-hmm. And the children discovered it and they didn't realize that the mother went missing. And they suddenly also discovered, when questioned by the police, they know nothing about the mama. Mm. What she do in the daytime, where she went, you know, or who her best friend is. So, and then it's become like a soul searching. And then the children came up with the solution, it is to kill the cat. Oh. Yes, that's why it is quite a bleak story. You know, when I watched it when I was 18, 35 years ago. 18. Yes, I was a teenager then. Okay. People right. doing uh, mental arithmetic yeah. right now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shush you there. Right. Um, so, it, it, I mean, that time when Kuo Hua Hun did this play, he did it multilingual. He did it multicultural to present this simple tale. Mm-hmm. So in one play, we can hear Malay, we can hear Tamil, we can hear English, and we hear various dialects. And to make it harder for us audience, there were no subtitles. <laughs> you know? And as a teenager, I was very impressed that even though I don't have aid, 
at the end of it, I understood the whole story. Mm -hmm. it, I think it touches what drama is. Drama is reflecting life. And when we see it, I, I had to relate to it. I start to put myself in the shoes of the son because I discovered that I really don't know anything much about my parents as well. Okay. And I started thinking, you know, although my parents were not that old, but now as years gone by, they are starting to mold into that mama. Mm. And uh, as we getting busier, busier with our lives, we seem to like, you know, taking care of only their basic things. Whether they are clothes, whether they are fat, if they are sick, we took the. But other than that, we never care about the mental. You know, like, do you need my company? Let's talk heart to heart. All this. But sometimes I also think that it's not because that we don't want to, but the society, as society progress, the time is so pressing that we have our own social life. I will spend time working like in Singapore. It seems like we have to constantly competing to work long hours, things like that. So that's why this play strikes with me deep down in the core. And for so long, the images, uh, what I saw in Bob Hakun's play, just in my memory. And when his 10th anniversary and theater practice asked me if I want to do something, I read, I, I redo um, Mama Looking for a Cat. But this time, because after so many years, I start to analyze the play, and I found that Kua Pao Kun is looking for one one angle. Mm -hmm. That's the mother's angle. Mm -hmm. And I say, what about the children's angle? Now, there must be a reason why the children can uh, will draw away from their parents, be it whether they are willingly or unwillingly. So that's why I start to work with my Singapore actors and we talk about and we deep and share, you know, things like that. And I did one project with them was that to take a photograph, you know, find a young baby photograph of them with their parents and then take a present photograph with their parents. So they were doing it. <laughs> and I went to dig and I realized I don't have either. Oh, no. Yes. And I quickly went and take a photograph with my mom. Okay. And after that, um, after that, because my mom passed away, and this become my um, precious moment that I shared with her. So that's why this show even more impact to me. And as we really explore the theme, it seems that sometimes we are willing to forgive, but we will never forget mm. what we bring up with our parents, uh, or the parents, they cannot bring themselves to say sorry to children or even admit, admit to their, their shortcomings. You know, when they're old, new technology, how children trying to teach them. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you have experience teaching your parents how to use computers or television. And it's quite frustration because they keep asking you the same question over and over again. But then, of course, then they ask when you're young, we also did the same thing. We asked them over and over a question and they are patiently enough to answer a question. Why, when we grow up, we are not that patient with our parents? Mm -hmm. See, it, I just find that it's very interesting. And up to now, I think it's still relevant. Despite well, 35 years has passed, 
you know, and in fact, I think it's even more because of the pursuit of the things in technology or even personal gains. Mm -hmm. And also as society progress, I think it's slowly eroding away our morals. Okay. You know, uh, last time, well, being respectful to the parents is a must. Now I've seen children talking to their parents as though they are friends, you not know, calling them by their name. I was appalled. If I do that, my mom will slap me in my face <laughs> as in three rounds really. You know? So that's why I, I thought that we need to share with these children. And I think it's also seize the moment. Don't let the moment pass. Once the moment pass, you will live in regrets. You know, um, speaking for a person really have gone through there. I think now my regrets is that I did not really make amendments with my dad, mm -hmm. my mom, you know, and trying to find out what's his past, what's his favorite pastime. So now you ask me my dad, maybe his image is strong, but he's just a figure. Correct. Yeah. So I think some modern children say, no, 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 no. We are very close one. We are family and things like that. You know? But when I push it further, I say, are you sure you really know your parents well? They're bound to be some dark secrets they hide in one corner. And you yourself will definitely have some secrets that you will never, never share with your parents. Right? I yeah. think I've not met with somebody who is so open, 100% will share with each other. So that's why I say that this is a relevance for the society. And it's also wonderful to do it now. You yeah. know? And just now I was hearing Farida talking about pandemic, the, the two years. I just found that it's, Singapore was the same thing. But we, unfortunately for my group, it's the other way around. We did not make a loss. In fact, we are profit. <laughs> why? Because we stopped doing shows. Ah, okay. We don't do shows to earn money, so... That's the way around. Oh, you know. The irony. I, that's why when the COVID is over, I felt that I we need to do something. Mm. And that's why my plan was, uh, let's come over to Malaysia and then work with some of the talented actors here, like Farida. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and we come audition. And then hopefully that like, we can spark out and then get COVID behind mm. us and move forward. So in Singapore, during the COVID, the government gave you all money? Yes. Uh, like what you say, the government does provide us grants. And sometimes some people will always blame the government for not doing enough. Of course, no, no matter what, government can never do enough. Yeah. But to me, I'm also grateful that they did something at this yeah. mm -hmm. that helped us to tie over, yeah. you know? So... With that little amount, we are able to tie over the... But of course, we also work very hard to do other ways to earn money, like, you know, finding sponsors, doing workshop, you know. But everybody do a part. I felt that, you know, if it all depends on government, then I think our government will really be really... Bankrupt. Wow. Yes, close shop, all this stuff. So that's why I say that we need to depend on ourselves. We need to develop and then create something and put COVID behind us. Mm -hmm. And I find that this is a perfect opportunity to come over here and work. And I, I didn't even know about your anniversary. So it was a nice timing. Lovely. Yeah. Stars aligned. It's, yeah. it's a lovely that we can really do and share. And one thing I must comment, 
Malaysian artists. <laughs> Malay word, bagus. <laughs> Very yeah. joyful working with them. Yeah. You know, because when I come to the audition, I saw them, they were very full of energy. They were dying. May I say the word dying for great creativity, dying for work. Mm, you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we, we, but unfortunately, we only have certain funds for a certain small pool. But what, whoever we pick on board, wow, we literally have fun every day. There's always laughter in the rehearsal. And I feel so refreshed because uh, their minds really excited me to create more. And I'm very, very interested to create a very different mama looking for a cat, a different mama, a Malaysian mama. So I will just say that I credit all my learnings from Ko Bao Kun because he's the one that um, when I watch him eight years old and later when I turn professional, and work in his company mm-hmm. and he shared with his philosophy he really opened my eyes sometimes it's good to uh, tell youngsters please talk to elders they are really full of wisdom they went through it they have lots to share with us <laughs> yeah. yes it, it, I, I, i'm amazed i'm talking to sometimes talking to farida or like uh, it's so interesting and then um back then Popako will share his philosophy in theatre. Mm. Like, for example, Mama Located Cat. Why is a multiracial, multilingual play? Now, because he said, drama is drama, be it in any language. Mm. Now, let's put it, when you go in French movie, every go in and start looking at the movie, and they start reading the subtext. They are watching the movie very, what what's the word, um, very logically. Back down to earth, I need to understand what happened. They are forgetting that theatre is a place where you feel the show. Now, by not telling the audience what they are saying, we are forcing the audience to really feel. Because when you, you know, when you go home and then you see your mom cooking and you pop, 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 you know, oh, my mom is not very good. Actually, not this the She doesn't have to turn around and say, I'm in bad mood. Uh, is got tea, but the noise you make will let me know. The body that's language, what, yeah. Yeah, that's what this play is all about. It's wonderful. It's like, we audience make sure, we want audience to don't be logical and try to figure out what we're trying to say. We want people to come and feel the story. We want you to come and feel mama's frustration. We also maybe hope to uh, you feel the children's difficulties. We also want that at the end, you know, the helplessness of everything, the world, uh, the society create. And if they go out and they start to cry or they laugh, I think we succeeded because they feel the story. Mm-hmm. When they feel it, is so much than better than understanding. That's right. Right. Feel the story. Yes. And Guo Bakun always tell us to really uh, look real. I mean, seriously, honestly, sincerely look, sincerely listen, sincerely respond. Yeah. So we're, it's real. Everybody is real. I mean, we are not faking in stage. Mm. If you want to laugh, we are laughing. If you, if we. At the moment, we feel like it's a scratch. We scratch. 
It's a very natural response. But this is honest. It's very sincere performance to the audience. So that's why when somebody asks me why there's no subtitles, I say that we are asking you to come and experience and feel the show. We are going back to the roots of theatre to feel and not to totally understand. And what you understand is your take of the play. It may be different from mine, but you saw something different. And that's the most powerful magic theatre has over all of us. Yeah. So just sort of come and immerse yourself, isn't it? Just, just you know, absorb it as it is. You don't need to like say, okay, what are they saying? I need to know. But just, you know, observe and witness for yourself. And, you know, the language will translate, right? Uh, in, in more ways than one. Yes. Like, I'll give you an example. My mom used to talk to my Indian neighbor. <laughs> and both doesn't speak a word. <laughs> my mom speaks is a broken Malay. And an Indian neighbor also spoke in the broken neighbor. And I was there. So she, the Indian neighbor walked by, I say, point to me, my mom said, ah, then they were just sudden, and I was like, amazing, both of them having a half an hour conversation about me in a very weird language. And they seemed very happy at the end you went. Yeah. Because we sit down, we also look at it, are you have this desire to communicate. Mm. I think as we get more and more complex, a lot of people are slowly building our wall. They don't want to really communicate. Even though we're speaking English, mm. but it's just words because we don't want to communicate to you. You know, like, how are you? Do you really know what to know? How are you? <laughs> no, they don't. So that's why I say, when we don't have the desire to communicate, the the hearts will not meet mm. and we will not understand. Yeah. And for my mom and the Indian neighbor, they want to connect. And you'll find a way, isn't it? I mean, language is never a barrier when you when you want to genuinely just communicate and have that connection. Yeah, language is not a barrier in that sense. Well, um, I think everybody will benefit or, or gain something from coming to watch Mama Looking for Her Cat. And the play is going to be staged from the 19th to the 21st of May uh, over at Pentas 2 at KL Pack at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. Uh, Show times are 8pm and 3pm and ticket prices range from 68 ringgit to 98 ringgit and uh, can be purchased purchased on cloudjoy.com. That's cloudjoy.com. Farida, Ben, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. I've been speaking to Dr. Dr. Farida American, executive producer of KLPAC and the lead performer in Mama Looking for Her Cat and Benjamin Ho, the director and production designer of the play. If you'd like to find out more, that website to head to is klpack.org. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.